This is Digital Podcaster, hosted by Dylan Schmidt. Today, I want to talk about three lessons I learned from breaking my rib. So about mm, about 10 months ago, I was doing jiu-jitsu. I've been doing jiu-jitsu now for quite a number of years, on and off since 2009, I believe it is, 2009. And yeah, I train over here at 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu in Pasadena. It's amazing. Shout out 10th Planet. And I have never broken a bone in my body, but I broke the same rib over and over again in the last 10 months. And it's so annoying because, you know, of course I want to go in and I want to train and I want to, um, you know, exert my physical, you know, capabilities on the mat and I get hurt. And then I, you know, I go home and it's like even the seat belt sitting against my rib is just painful. So what do I do? What did I do differently that now I am not getting injured and how, what have I learned from it? Well, I thought it would be pretty interesting because the same stuff applies to whether you're not growing on social media or you're starting a podcast and you're not seeing any traction, the same lessons apply to business. And I'll show you how. So I hurt my rib, right? What was the first thing I did? I just neglected it, right? I was like, I'm just going to push through. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I I just don't affect that area, which is really hard. And, you know, I'm going to sleep on my back and because, of course, it hurt too much on the side. Um, But what did I do? I waited, you know, a short period of time. I immediately tried to hop back in it and I got injured worse (laughs) and it just hurt more and more. And this was just, you know, about a month or so after I heard it the first time. And yeah, there's, you know, they say like, there's not like much you can do for a broken rib. You just have to sit it out. You know, they don't, they can't apply a cast or something to it. Um, But I went to uh, the doctor and the doctor was like, you know, yeah, you know, basically if it hurts, don't do it. If it doesn't hurt, you're good to go. And for me, I kind of like neglected that a little bit because I thought, you know, well, I don't really hurt. It doesn't hurt much. Um, and so I would go, you know, back to class, go back to rolling and jujitsu. And then, you know, what seemed like it didn't hurt, it actually hurt. And I'm amazing at, you know, just kind of minimizing the pain until that pain is so big. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got to hold on here. Like this is, this is not normal. These are not normal things that someone should be feeling in their day to day. And it took until just a, a couple months ago that, you know, I heard it again. And then I, I get home and I'm just like keeled over at the chair in the living room. And I'm just like, this is so painful and it shouldn't be what I, I, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way again. And so what did I do? I just took a straight month off and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do anything when it comes to jujitsu and I'm going to sign back up at the local gym and just work, focus on the one thing that will make this unavoidable. Like this will make this avoidable in the future, not unavoidable. And that is strengthening my core area around the ribs. So that muscle tissue around the ribs, all that stuff, focus on that. And if you're familiar with rib injuries and specifically jujitsu or martial arts rib injuries, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't broken. Maybe it's just the muscle around it. It was broken. Um, Got that checked out by a doctor. Um, So, yeah. So I go to the gym and I get, you know, I get working on my strength um, in specifically the area, you know, around my rib cage, doing a lot of twisting motions, a lot of functional movements. Um, you know, I try to put myself in 
odd positions. And this is, of course, you know, a few weeks after I feel like that excruciating pain, uh, a couple weeks after, actually, once I felt it a little bit better, um, the doctor's order says, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't unsafe to do it. If it didn't hurt, I can do it. And I was a little bit more clear on the time, you know, if it if it's hurting or not hurting. Because clearly about a year ago, I could not tell the difference and I just wanted to push through it. And I go, no, this is totally fine. And it's not. It's not totally fine. So three things I learned, and I love how this will carry over to business in your own business. One, The first thing is patience. When I first got injured, I didn't really want to be too patient. I was like, okay, let's speed this thing up. Let's go. Let's go. And I see the same thing happen for a lot of people that are in the growth stages of their own business and their own platforms that they're creating is it's so hard to exercise patience because I don't know, time seems to be moving faster. You know, you can kind of zone out a little bit easier when you're cruising social media, when you're, you know, looking up things, every information is so accessible these days. So we feel like our own growth should be even more accessible and accelerated. And that's just not the truth. You know, yeah, you can grow faster than you probably ever could have in human history, given the information and feedback you can receive. But at the same time, certain things just take time. You know, you can't rush, you know, recovery, you can't rush progress. And when it comes especially to your own body, you start realizing that, you know, you got to take it slower because there's no quick fix pill. You know, there is no quick overnight thing that you can do that is just going to magically, you know, reform that. So, exercising patience across the board. And what does patience look like? Patience is about being intentional with what you're doing and when you're doing it. So patience doesn't mean just checking out and being like, well, I'm being patient. I'm not, you know, going to focus on my own growth or focus on my own things that I'm working on in the business. That doesn't mean that at all. Patience means accepting that, you know, things are going to take time and you still put in the work and being intentional about how you're putting in the work which we're going to get to in a minute. Second thing I learned was breathe. And it's funny how, you know, this comes across in all areas of life is just remembering to breathe. You know, so often we are quick to react to things that happen in our day-to-day lives, whether it's, you know, a piece of tech malfunctioning or, you know, we see something that makes us feel a certain way, releases certain chemicals in the body, but we very often forget to breathe So being more conscious of our breath is a huge, huge game changer when it comes to being able to think and move in the moment and getting in that flow state that we all talk about and we desire, right? When we're in that flow state, everything becomes easier. It all gets easier to, you know, live your purpose and create something that resonates with others and basically achieve any of your goals requires getting in that flow state. And we get there by breathing and just going with the flow in a way, right? So breathing also would have, you know, protected my body a little bit more because if I was breathing, I probably would have been a bit looser. Who knows? Would that have solved the uh, initial breaking of the rib? Maybe. Um, I'm not really sure. I I kind of feel like I remember the moment it happened because I felt the, you know, snap um, sorry if that's a little graphic for some of you, <laughs> um, but I do remember that I was holding my breath. I was holding my breath moving in a certain way. And immediately I was like, why was I holding my breath? I know I shouldn't have been doing that. And, you know, I've been more conscious ever since of like, how can I just breathe in this moment? 
how can I slow it down? And that's a powerful thing to do, to be able to do is even if, even if you don't always breathe, just remembering to breathe will cause you to breathe. How cool is that? And the third thing I learned was being strategic. So now that I'm back at jujitsu, what have I done differently, right? What, what has been the, the things that I've done differently that is not causing me to, um, you know, get hurt again and then sit out is I'm very strategic about my training regimen. So that looks like being very specific on the classes I attend, being specific about the partners I go with, being specific on the days I go and not doing too many or not doing too little because there's that there's that uh, happy medium of the two is if I go too little, my body's not going to start being conditioned. If I go too much, I'm probably going to get injured again because my body's not used to catching up to what I'm doing. And so what that looks like for you, and let's just relate it to across the board here, business-wise, especially on like a growth marketing side, if you are, you know, biting off more than you can chew, if you're setting yourself up for, you know, to get burned out and overwhelmed, um, you know, how can you be more strategic about what you're doing? And I like to caution on this because a lot of people, you know, might see this as permission is like, you know, maybe I don't have to try so hard. I'm not saying don't try so hard at all. I'm talking about being very intentional intentional about the things you are trying hard about because there's a big difference between being strategic and just being lazy and i'm not talking about being lazy i'm talking about looking at what it is you're trying to achieve and how can you get there in the best way possible i am not for anybody just putting up you know subpar quality work i'm all about high high quality work and you get that when you're strategic right You might have to say no to certain things. You might have to let certain things go. But when you're strategic about what you're putting out, you take time to craft what it is you're doing and you do it with such a purpose that, yeah, maybe you can only get one of these things out a week, but that's way better than none. And that's way better than seven of just very sloppy things that don't really hit the mark, so to speak. So those are three things, patience, breathing, and being strategic that I learned from you know, on my recovery from broken rib from jujitsu. And, you know, it's you people go through a lot worse injuries. I know I, you know, I knock on my desk that I don't feel that in the future. or I don't have to go through, you know, some big thing. I know we all have, you know, who knows? We never know what the future looks like. So it is minor in comparison, especially what I've had, you know, a lot of friends and family members go through a broken rib is nothing, you know, it's nothing. My dad fell off a ladder and broke a whole bunch of bones. Um, and so, you know, is one broken rib, you know, during a hobby, you know, is it that bad? No, but it's also my first broken bone. And it's still something that I'm using as something that I can learn from. And, you know, moving forward, I can start to be a little bit smarter about that because it's a, it's a big lesson to learn. It's a big lesson to learn. It's something I've been learning over the course of a year now. So thought I'd share that with you. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Remember, you can always email me at hello at digitalpodcaster.com. Any questions, anything you'd like me to address on the show, please make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps out the show a ton. That helps me know that, you know, you're there and you're listening. And uh, I love that. I love that feedback. This is a two-way conversation as much as it seems like it's a one-way because it's a podcast, but I do this because of you. And that's the sole reason. So please leave a review. That would help out a lot. Also, check out the show notes for links on ways we can work together. 
when it comes to podcasting, I have the Profitable Podcast Academy online course. If you're looking, you know, just just towing the waters into the podcast game, I have a 25-page free resource guide that is made up of 240 plus free tools and resources on how you can kickstart your podcast. It's really cool. I'm still kind of in awe that this thing exists and that there's so many cool tools out there. And I was able to put them all in one place for you. So that guide is an awesome thing. You'll see the links for that in the show notes. And also I have the content made easy service where if you are an existing podcaster, one of the best ways and quickest ways to grow your podcast is to make people aware of that. And how you do that is by posting little mini slices of your podcast across social media. My service Content Made Easy does that for you very simply. So check the show notes for the link to Content Made Easy. And for now, that's all I got. I will see you in the next episode. Bye.